Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we're talking about season two, episode 15, called Tall Tales. I gotta say, <laughs> this is my favorite episode of this season. I think this is probably one of my favorites, too. Yeah, and like, it's probably, it's definitely in the top ten of like the whole series, too. Yeah. Like, it's up there. This is one that I definitely watch when... I need, like, a funny episode <laughs> to watch. Yeah. So, we start out at night at a college campus. A professor is walking up to his office building and sees a female student waiting outside. She's bent over, fixing her shoe, and the professor is checking her out. She's also in her nighty, and it's snowing outside, people. Yeah, she's, like, not, she's not wearing, like, a coat or anything. Freezing. Right. <laughs> so, the professor asks her if she's lost, and she says she was waiting for him. He asks her if she's one of if she's in one of his classes, and she says, "Don't you recognize me?" <laughs> but he says they're big classes and that his office hours are in the morning. However, she's hoping to see him now, so he agrees. Inside his office, she's fondling a book written by the professor. Like, this creepy petting his face yeah. in the picture. Like, oh, there he is. Yeah, she strokes his picture on the back cover and says, such a handsome photo. <laughs> then she confesses that she's not really one of his students. He checks her out lecherously and asks her why she's here. She says, uh, maybe I should just go. But he says, wait, I get it. I understand how you're feeling, and it's only natural. You are young and wide-eyed, and I'm somewhat of a celebrity around here. Ego much? Oh, good grief. That makes me just want to kick him in the teeth right there. Right? Like, mm mm-mm. So he pulls her close to him and says, Don't get me wrong. You're a very beautiful girl, but it would be wrong of me to take advantage of you. I just, uh, I just respect you too much. (laughs) (laughs) He starts to play with her hair, and then he kisses her. As they make out, we see her skin start to decay. He pulls away when he notices, and she says, what? Don't you like me anymore? I think that was kind of great, though. Don't you want me? (laughs) Yeah, I was. So we cut to outside the office building. A janitor is locking up. He starts to walk away when suddenly the professor falls from his office window and splats on the building steps. (laughs) I dropped a pen, but it seemed to go quite well with the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he like he like face splats on the stairs. It's, it was it's disgusting. Pretty gross. Yeah. And we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to one week later. Sam and Dean are in their motel room. Sam is doing some research while Dean is eating like Mongolian beef or something with yeah. his hands on like, Sam's bed. Teriyaki chicken, maybe. I don't really know, but like with your hands. Come yeah, on. yeah. It, it, <laughs> Sam says, "Dude, you mind not eating that on my bed?" Dean says, no, I don't mind. (laughs) Dean asks Sam how the research is going, and Sam says, very snarkily, that it's going slow and it would go faster if he had his computer. Then he asks Dean to turn the music down. Dean says, yeah, absolutely, and cranks the volume up. (laughs) Sam says, you know what? Maybe you should just go somewhere for a while. Dean says, hey, I'd love to. That's a great idea. Unfortunately, my car's all screwed to hell. Sam starts saying he had nothing to do with that when someone knocks on the door. It's Bobby. Bobby! (laughs) Yay! He wants to know what it is they couldn't tell him on the phone. And Sam says, it's, uh, it's this, okay. I'm like, what is that word? (laughs) I don't know what's happening. The word is this. Okay. (laughs) Sam says, it's this job we're working. We weren't sure you'd believe us. Bobby laughs and says, I can believe a lot. The boys (laughs) tell him that they've never seen anything like it and they could use some fresh eyes. Bobby says, why don't you begin at the beginning? Sam says, it all started when we caught wind of an obit. See, a professor took a nosedive from his four-story window, only there's a campus legend that the building is haunted. So we pretexted as reporters from a local paper, and here we cut to um, Sam and Dean in a bar talking to some students named Curtis and Jen. Jen tells Sam that 30 years ago, this girl was having an affair with some professor. He broke it off, and she jumped out the window and killed herself. They say she jumped from room 669. Get it? You turn the nine upside down? That's that's a little bit of a loose tie. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Not quite what we're looking for. <laughs> so now she haunts the building, and anyone who sees her, they don't live to tell the tale. Ooh. Curtis says, well, if no one lives to tell the tale, then how does the tale get told? She tells him to shut up. <laughs> so we cut to Dean in the bar, taking three shots of alcohol. That looks like NyQuil, by the way. I know, it does. (laughs) Sam asks him what he's drinking. Dean burps and says, I don't know, man. I think they're called purple nurples. (laughs) Sam says they should go check out the professor's office, but Dean says he can't right now because he's got some feisty little wildcat on the hook, and he's about to reel her in. (laughs) 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 
Dean introduces the girl next to him. Her name is Starla. She takes a shot, and then she starts to dry heave. <laughs> she says, sorry, just trying to keep my liquor down. Dean says, good job. You're like, oh, buddy. No. <laughs> okay, this one time. Oh, no. <laughs> I was at this bar in downtown. Look at your face, though. You're like, hey, 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 guess what? <laughs> I was at this bar in downtown Auburn. Oh. So that should tell you things. <laughs> okay. I lived in Auburn. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was at this bar, and this guy I was sort of dating. I'm not proud of this, but I was sort of dating this guy. And we were standing with this group of people, like, outside the bar smoking cigarettes, and uh, which I don't do anymore. Okay, okay. And um, he grabs his empty drink uh, cup and starts throwing up into it. <laughs> but, like, but like so quietly and like primly that no one noticed. We were in this big group of people and no he one just noticed. He threw up in his cup and he, nobody... He just he filled it up to the top. It was like a big cup. <laughs> he just kept throwing up in it, throwing up in it. And then once it reached the top, he just threw the cup away in the garbage next to us. And, and just, like, he didn't even act like he was in distress at all. And I was just like, nice job, man. Like, I was impressed. I was totally impressed. Come on, impressed. you mates. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Okay, so, Dean says, uh, good job. Hey, good news. She's got a sister. Then we cut to Dean saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. Come on, dude. That's not how it happened. Sam says, no, so you never drank a purple nurple. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, maybe that, but I don't say things like feisty little wildcat, and her name wasn't Starla. <laughs> Sam says, then what was it? Dean says, I don't know, but she was a classy chick. I'm more inclined to believe Sam's telling of these things than Dean's. Yeah, me too. <laughs> she was a grad student, anthropology and folklore. Uh, we were talking about local ghost stories, so we cut to Dean and this classy chick clinking shot glasses. She says, my God, you are attractive. <laughs> of course that would be his telling. I know. <laughs> Dean says, thanks, but no time for that now. You need, you need to tell me about this urban legend. Please, lives are at stake. <laughs> she says, sorry, I just can't even concentrate. It's like staring into the sun. <laughs> It's like a moth light. I know. Oh, I hate moths. Then she kisses him. Sam comes up and says, Dean, what do you think you're doing? Dean says, Sam, please, if you wouldn't mind, just give me five minutes here. Sam says, Dean, this is a very serious investigation. We don't have time for any of your blah, 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 blah. We cut to Sam in the present saying, right, and that's how it really happened. I don't sound like that, Dean. Dean says, that's what you sound like to me. Bobby says, okay, what is going on with you two? Now you're bickering like an old married couple. Dean says, no, see, married couples can get divorced. Me and him, we're like Siamese twins. Sam says, it's conjoined twins. <laughs> Look, we've just been on the road for too long. Tight quarters and all that. Don't worry about it. So anyway, we figured it might be a haunting. So we went to check out the scene of the crime. We cut to the janitor letting the boys into the dead professor's office. They are dressed as electricians. He shows them uh, what window the professor fell from and tells them that um, the... Oh, that he tells him that he's the one who found him. He says, I saw him come up here and he wasn't alone. Meanwhile, Dean has found the candy bowl <laughs> and has been stuffing his face <laughs> with a full mouth. Dean says, who is he with? And we cut to present day Dean saying, come on, I ate one, maybe two. <laughs> Sam's, Dean has no moderation. No. <laughs> Sam says, just let me tell it, okay? So we cut back to the janitor saying that he was with a young lady. I told the cops about her, but I guess they've never found her. He says he never saw the girl come out of the building, but he saw the professor bring a lot of girls up there. Got more ass than a toilet seat. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's not the first time I've heard that line, but it still kind of cracks me up every time. Yeah. So we cut to the boys walking into their motel room. Sam goes to research on his computer. He asked Dean if he was using it because now it's frozen on BustyAsianBeauties.com. Oh, boy. <laughs> we cut back to present day, and they tell Bobby that they couldn't find any info on a suicide or anything weird about the building. Bobby thinks it's not a haunting. Sam and Dean tell him that what happened next was weird. Mm. We cut to Curtis, who was um, that's that frat boy student they were talking to earlier. 
so we cut to Curtis walking alone at night on the campus. Suddenly, a bright light shines down on him from above. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he runs, but it stays on him. Then he's being lifted straight up into the light. We cut to present day. Bobby says, aliens? Look, even if they are real, they're sure as hell not coming to Earth and swiping people. My whole life, I've never found evidence of an honest-to-God abduction. It's all just cranks and pranks. Sam says, yeah, that's what we thought, but we figured we'd at least talk to the guy. So we cut to Sam and Dean at a bar with Curtis. Uh, he is taking a lot of shots. He's like, I need to forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, hey, you got to give those purple nurples a shot. <laughs> Sam asks Curtis what happened. Curtis says, you won't believe me. No one does. I blacked out and I lost time. And when I woke up, I didn't know where I was. And we get a flashback of Curtis on a table with little gray aliens around him. <laughs> Sam says, then what? Curtis says, they did tests on me. And, uh... They, uh, they probed me <laughs> again and again and again. He's just like, oh, no. And again and again and again. And then one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well. Dean says, yikes. <laughs> Curtis says, and that's not even the worst of it. <laughs> Dean says, how could it get any worse? Some alien made you his bitch. <laughs> Curtis says, they made me slow dance. <laughs> and we get a flashback of Curtis and a short gray alien slow dancing under a disco ball to Lady in Red. <laughs> the alien looks very content. We cut back to present day time. Bobby says, you guys are exaggerating again, huh? But the boys say, no. Bobby says, then this frat boy is just nuts. But Dean says they're not so sure. We cut to the location. Curtis says he was abducted, and there's a perfect circle burned into the grass. Sam is positive it was made by a jet engine. <laughs> he thinks there must be some sort of connection to the haunting, so they keep on investigating. We cut to Sam and Dean talking to um, uh, one of Curtis's like housemates. And this actor is played um, by an actor who's in the show Eureka. And his name is Fargo in Eureka, and he's, like, one of the main characters, and he's hysterical, so I'm just going to call him Fargo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Dean talking to Fargo, who lived in the same house with Curtis. Dean says, you heard what happened to him, right? Fargo says, yeah. He says it was aliens, but, you know, whatever. Sam says, look, man, I know this is all has to be so hard. Fargo says, um, not so much. Sam says, but I want you to know I'm here for you. You brave little soldier. I acknowledge your pain. Come here. Then Sam wraps his arms around Fargo and says, you're too precious for this world. We cut to present day. Sam says. I love it. I know. Sam says, I never said that. Dean says, you're always saying pansy stuff like that. I mean, it's true, but like not quite that dramatic. I think it was pretty perfect. We cut back to Sammy hugging Fargo. Fargo says, well, um, thanks for the hug, but I'm okay. Really, to tell you the truth, whatever happened to Curtis, he had it coming. He's our pledge master, put us through hell this semester, and got off on it. So now he knows how we feel. Dean looks at Sammy and says, it's okay. And Sammy scrunches his face up like he's going to cry. (laughs) Which was so cute. We cut to their motel room. Dean says to Sam that there's at least one connection between the victims. They're both dicks. He says, think about it. The philandering professor gets a dead girl. The pledge master gets hazed. These punishments, they're almost poetic. This whole time, Sam has been looking for his computer, but he can't find it. Dean says he didn't touch it, but Sam thinks otherwise. Sam says, dude, you know something? I put up with a lot from you. Dean says, what are you talking about? I'm a joy to be around. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, your dirty socks in the sink, which I would not tolerate, That's by the way. That's disgusting. That is very upsetting. Throw everything away. Yeah. Your, <laughs> your food in the fridge? Dean's like, what's wrong with my food? Sam says, it's not food anymore, Dean. It's Darwinism. <laughs> and you know what? All I ask from you, the one thing is that you don't mess with my stuff. You know, how would you feel if I screwed with the Impala? Dean says, it'd be the last thing you ever did. <laughs> like, stone cold, like... <laughs> You would die. Yeah. (laughs) So we cut to present day. Bobby asks, did you take his computer? Dean says, serves him right, but no. Sam says, well, I didn't lose it because I don't lose things. (laughs) Bobby wants to know what happened next. They tell Bobby that there was one more victim, a research scientist who did animal testing, a total dick. 
Cut to the research scientist at night walking on campus. Down in a sewer grate, he notices a shiny gold watch. He lays on the ground and reaches his arm in. We, Why? Uh, I know. You don't do that. Not ever. We hear a creature start growling, and then it bites him. Like, this is exactly the same thing with, like, the uh, disposal in the kitchen. Like, oh, you right. just don't put your hand down that. Yeah. Like, if you cannot see everything down there, you don't put you your don't. arm in it. Yeah. Like, I am totally like, with you. Like, why also haven't you ever seen the movie it like you stay away from sewer grates like, <laughs> don't do it sewers in general yeah. oh my gosh did i show you a picture of that okay so when i was in hawaii mm-hmm. there was i think i did there was these sewer grates oh like, yeah you did that were big enough to where like a small animal could, like a cat or something could just like hop in there like it was huge and you could see like plants that had grown like in the bottom of the sewer and they were like growing up out of the Ugh. sewer grates and it's like mm, nope i've seen this movie yeah. in all the sense i did not like that stay away i did not like that not at all so we cut to the boys breaking into the morgue um the cops didn't release the cause of death because they had no idea what it was <sighs> they pull out the body drawer and all that's left of him is an arm and a leg Sam says that they found his body right by Crawford Hall, which is the building the professor jumped from and where Curtis had his close encounter. He notices an alligator belly scale embedded in the dead man's limb. Dean says... (laughs) I love that he can just, like, identify a belly scale from an alligator. Oh, that's an alligator belly scale. It's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Right. How do you know that? Dean says an alligator in the sewer... Sam says, it's a classic urban legend. A kid flushes a baby gator down the toilet, and it grows huge in the tunnels. Dean says that no one's really ever found one. They're not real. Sam says, well, neither is alien abductions, but something chomped on this guy. They decide that they need to call Bobby for help. Um, So they search the sewer. They split up, each taking one end of the campus. They don't find anything, but when Dean uh, goes back to Impala, it has flat tires. Mm. Next to one of the tires um, is a money clip that has the initial SW engraved on it. So we cut to Dean confronting Sam in their motel room. Sam says he didn't do it. Dean's like, then how do I find this? (laughs) And he shows Sam the money clip with cash in it. Sam's like, give me back my money. Dean's like, oh, no, consider it reparations for uh, emotional trauma. Emotional trauma. Okay, I'd just like to say, letting air out of a tire. I mean, he didn't even slash the tires either. Like, right. letting air out of a tire does not qualify as emotional trauma. <laughs> it apparently does for Dean. Don't mess with baby. Yeah. <laughs> so they have some more angry words. Then Sam tries to grab the money back. They tussle and then fall on the bed together while Dean tries to keep the money away from Sam. <laughs> and it is the best fight ever. I love it. You sucker, get back here. Yeah. what i love it so we cut to present day bobby says okay i've heard enough (laughs) dean says anyway you showed up about an hour after that bobby says i'm surprised at you two i really am sam first off dean did not steal your computer and dean sam did not touch your car and if you two bothered to pull your heads out of your asses it all would have been pretty clear you got a trickster on your hands i gotta tell you you guys were the biggest clue these things create chaos and mischief as easy as breathing and it's got you so turned around and at each other's throats you can't even think straight. It knows you're onto him and it's been playing you like fiddles. Mm-hmm. Dean wants to know what exactly a trickster is. Bobby says they're like demigods. There's Loki in Scandinavia and Anansi in West Africa. Dozens of them. They're immortal and they can create things out of thin air. The victims fit the MO too. Trickters tricksters <laughs> tricksters tricksters target the high and mighty knock them down a peg usually with a sense of humor deadly pranks things like that dean wants to know what tricksters look like and bobby says human mostly dean says and what human do we know that's been at ground zero this whole time <laughs> so we cut to the janitor looking at a tabloid magazine articles on aliens finding love alligators chomping on people and a guy with a creepy mask holding a chainsaw Mm. he says oh that's a good one about the chainsaw guy then he decides he's hungry and goes over to his table which is covered in sweets and pastries he says something's missing and then two girls wearing undergarments appear out of thin air (laughs) that was so kind (laughs) two girls wearing undergarments Mm. i know (laughs) i I love how he's running around his little silkies the whole time yeah (laughs) he's got out his silk boxers <laughs> and wife beater and i was like what yeah <laughs> yeah so we cut to sam and dean with the trickster they're in their electrician jackets again the trickster says sorry i'm dragging a little ass today boys had quite the night last night <clears throat> lots of sex if you catch my drift <laughs> no 
<laughs> Not subtle at all. No. <laughs> the trickster leads them up the stairs to show them some offices, but Sam says he forgot something in the car and that he'll catch up. Then he goes snooping in some of the lockers in the janitor's office and finds his tabloid magazine called Weekly World News. We cut to Sam and Dean leaving the building. They're arguing very loudly about whether the janitor is a trickster. Dean thinks it's him, but Sam says they need some hard proof. Dean says that another thing Bobby mentioned was that tricksters have a real sweet tooth. Sam says he didn't find any candy bars or sugar or even equal. (laughs) Dean says it's probably because you missed something. Sam says, I don't miss things. Dean says, oh, right, because you're Mr. Perfect. (laughs) Sam says, what, are you really still pissed at me because of what the trickster did? Dean says, oh, come on, man. You've been a tight ass long before that trickster showed up. (laughs) Sam says, look, just stay here. Keep an eye on the janitor. I'll go to his place and see if I can find any actual evidence before you go barging in and staking the man. Just wait till I get back, okay? So Dean reluctantly agrees. The camera cuts to inside the building, and we see that the trickster has been watching the whole fight. And we cut to nighttime. Dean is still waiting for Sam outside Crawford Hall. He says, screw this, and goes inside alone. He's way too impatient. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> he walks into an auditorium, and on the stage is a big circular red bed with the two underwear-clad women on it. <laughs> Dean, oh Dean walks over to them. The dark-haired girl says, we've been waiting for you, Dean. Dean says, you guys aren't real. The girl <laughs> says, trust me, sugar, it's going to feel real. No. Dean <laughs> says, <"Ha-ha." laughs> He's just like, Oh, no. <laughs> the blonde girl says, come on, let us give you a massage. Dean says, you know I'm a sucker for a happy ending. <laughs> really, I am, but I'm going to have to pass. The trickster from behind him says, they're a peace offering. I know what you and your brother do. I've been around a while, run into your kind before. Dean says, well, then you know that I can't let you just keep hurting people. The trickster says, come on, those people got what was coming to them. Hoisted on their own petards. I don't know if I said that right. Petards? <laughs> Petards? Petards? What think, is it? Um, I think, I mean, so I don't know what the word exactly is, but it's basically like, you know, this is what they do, so this is how they went sort of thing. Oh, okay. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if I said it right, but there we are. Uh, but you I and, think it's right. Okay. But you and Sam, I like you. I do. So treat yourself long as you want, just long enough for me to move on to the next town. Dean says, yeah, I don't think I can let you do that. The trickster says, I don't want to hurt you, and you know that I can. Dean says, look, man, I got to tell you, I dig your style, all right? And the slow dancing alien. They both laugh, and the trickster says, one of my personal favorites. (laughs) Dean says, but I can't let you go. The trickster says, too bad. Like I said, I liked you. Sam was right. You shouldn't have come alone. Dean says, well, I agree with you there. Then the auditorium doors open, and Sam and Bobby walk in holding stakes. The trickster says, that fight you guys had outside, that was a trick? Hmm, not bad. But do you want to see a real trick? Then a scary chainsaw-wielding masked man is suddenly behind Sam. Oh, no. Dean goes to stake the trickster, but the dark-haired woman stops him, and the two girls start beating his ass up. (laughs) (laughs) Dean's literally getting beat up by hookers. (laughs) I know. And they're, like, so pleased with themselves. They're, like, giggling and smiling. (laughs) Yeah. Then Sam tosses Dean a steak, and Dean shoves it into the trickster's chest. Chainsaw Guy and the two girls disappear, and the trickster collapses. They run out of the building and head to the car. Sam says, hey, Bobby, thanks a lot. But Bobby says, hey, save it. Let's just get the heck out of Dodge before (laughs) someone finds that body. Then Sam says to Dean, look, Dean, um, I just want to say that I'm a... um." Dean says, hey, (laughs) me too. Bobby says, you guys are breaking my heart. Could we please just leave? You're like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so they drive away. We cut to inside the auditorium. Someone walks up to the trickster's body, which then disappears. It was just an illusion. The real trickster is still alive. Yay. <laughs> and credits. <laughs> okay, so thoughts. <laughs> yes. So the lady, girl, whatever at the beginning definitely kind of reminded me of a lady in white. Like, because I didn't remember a whole lot about this episode. I was like... I mean, I did, but also it's kind of like, she looks like, what's her, Constance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't look like her, but definitely mm-hmm. looked very but her, similar. But they had her clothes kind of the same. And like the weird face stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, how she was like decaying and mm-hmm. looking all yeah, was moldy. Like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> moldy oldie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> 
I like it. He's just got weed. <laughs> Moldy old. <laughs> Uh, okay also i just like to point out this is like the princess bride as far as like how they tell the story oh yeah it's like let me tell you how this happened and then they like keep interrupting with no well this isn't what happened or this isn't well like how could this happen and that sort of stuff which is basically like princess bride yeah princess brides princess bride all over again yes so i liked that i do like it i don't know (laughs) if i i don't know if i portrayed that very well in my note taking that was kind of hard but yeah i mean it was it was hard, I think, to, like, as you're watching the episode, remember that it was, like, a flashback rather than, like, this wasn't actually what was happening. So right. that would be hard to, like, write. Yeah. But, I mean, which means they did a good job with it, right? Because you're supposed to feel like you were in the moment with them or whatever. Yeah, totally. So. Um, also, it, you could tell it, like, physically hurts Dean to refuse the hookers. <laughs> I know. He's, like, he just in looks, pain. He just He's looks like, so, no. like, delighted and enchanted. And then just, like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. And the scene was set up so scary. There was the round circular bed. There was a disco ball. There was a lava lamp. Yeah. And martini glasses. And I don't know what that song was. That can't get enough of your love, baby. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that was that was kind of funny. It was just like, oh, Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, there's a lot of quotes from this episode that have, like, been made into memes or, like, mm-hmm. the funny little video clips or, you know, like... Dean with his food stuffed in his face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the... Um, Dean and Sam, uh, what the hell? I don't know. What the hell? I don't know. Right. Like, that They do that a lot. That's one of their things that's kind of like the bitch and the jerk, you know? Like, yeah. Dean's always, well, what the hell, man? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Or Sam hugging Fargo and saying, too precious for this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, one I have seen a lot. <laughs> you brave little soldier. <laughs> yeah. So good. Okay. <laughs> But anyways, what was your favorite moment from this one? Oh, by far. I think this is my favorite moment in the whole series. It's definitely in the top three is the slow dancing alien. (laughs) I'm a sucker for the song Lady in Red anyway. (laughs) I don't think I actually really like know that song. Oh my God. It's Lady in Red. Is dancing with me, uh, cheek to cheek. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, this just reminded me. Have you ever heard of Stan Borison? No. Okay, he is like, I don't know if he's Norwegian or Swedish, but he's got kind of like the accent, and he. So one of, I have the CD of his. It's a fractured Christmas, and it's literally just like this guy with this accent remaking Christmas song, and it's like an old CD. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, one of them is, and they're all kind of related to being Scandinavian somehow, right? Okay. And so it's like, oh, Ludafisk, oh, Ludafisk. That you know, like, familiar. How lovely your aroma, you know, like, yeah. stuff like that. I'll put you in a coma. Uh, but anyways, so there was this, There he has another CD that, I don't remember what it's called, but it's something like, or just... Is I just don't look good naked anymore or something like that. And there's another there's like a line in it is like the only way we're oh dance something is oh crud the only way goodness that's gonna drive me nuts. But basically it's like a joke about like two old people dancing cheek to cheek and it being like butt cheek to butt oh. cheek. <laughs> That's great. So every time I hear cheek to cheek, I always think of the butt cheeks. <laughs> old people dancing. I love it. That's well, pretty but, great. Yeah. So I mean, you know. I read um I didn't write this down <clears throat> for the interesting facts, but the the slow dancing alien, mm-hmm. the actress who played the alien mm-hmm. is the little girl from Playthings. Not the Playthings is the episode Playthings is Supernatural, oh, okay. the one with the haunted hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. So the little girl who wasn't a ghost who like jumped in the swimming pool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the actress playing the slow dancing oh, alien. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's adorable. They're just like we just want to dress you up like an alien. Yeah, like, let's let's just do this. Yeah, but I love the slow dancing part so much because the alien like <laughs> like looks up into his like, eyes hey. and then kind of goes hmm. 
<laughs> and tightens her arms around him. And I just thought it was so perfect. So what was your favorite uh, moment? My favorite... The alien one's pretty good, but my favorite moment, I think, is when Sam's like, you brave little soldier. I acknowledge your pain. <laughs> You're too precious for this world. Yeah. It's like, there's just something about him being, like, overly dramatic and, like, sensitive Sammy. Yeah. Where I just, like, I can't stand it. I laugh yeah. every time. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I was taking my notes last night, um, and Eric was right next to me playing Dungeons and Dragons on his computer with his friends over his, like, headphones, you know? Uh-huh. And I just kept, like, busting out laughing. And he would look at me and try to, like, shush me. Shut up! Because they could all hear me. But I'm just like, <laughs> And it just it's kept like, happening. I love this episode so much. It, this this one's a good one. This is one of my favorites, I think. I don't know, like, where on the list it would be, but, mm-hmm. like, I like the funnier episodes of Supernatural. Me too. Like, those, those, like, the French Mistake, I think, is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. And, I mean, just because of how it's set up and everything, but mm-hmm. um, this is kind of, that's up there with this one. Yeah, yeah, this one is super high on my list. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is one that I like. I show to people who have who have never seen Supernatural before. This is one of them. There's a few. Yeah, and, but this one is because you kind of you just get that that humor part of it. Yeah, that you really need to love the show. I think. Yeah, that's so. like that's kind of the for me this show like all of you know the the monsters and like the. Uh, you know, a little, like, brotherly love moments and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that's great and all, but I live for the funny stuff. Yeah, like, me too. That's far. pretty much, like, I, I wait. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, there's been a couple of times, too, like, where we've been watching episodes and there's a show, there's, like, an episode that's, like, it's more serious or whatever. It's not very funny. And we're, like, kind of, like, it was missing something. You know, like. <laughs> it's just, like, I mean, a lot of their episodes leave you really down in the dumps. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it ends on one of the characters being super down in the dumps. Yeah. And you're just like, ugh. I mean, it was good and it made you feel things, but you yeah. don't feel very good about life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing awesome stuff, so it's totally fine. But yeah, yeah. like, the ones every once in a while where they're just like, this is going to be, like, a slapstick episode. It's just like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're my favorites by far. <laughs> yeah. So, our interesting facts from this episode, uh, Sam's laptop gets frozen on BustyAsianBeauties.com, which links to the official Warner Brothers website. (laughs) I tried it, just to see, and it goes to a, a, it's like a Warner Brothers page that says this uh, page can't be reached, click here to go to Warner Brothers, or here, or click here to go to Harry Potter. Oh, huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Harry Potter, of all things. Well, that's a Warner Brothers thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess, so they must, Warner Brothers, I thought Warner Brothers only had Supernatural for the first season. Well, that's probably when it changed. Oh, okay. Well, no, because this is the second season. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, you'd think it would go to the CW. Yeah. So. Eh, whatever. But it still has links on the page to, like, go to Warner Brothers, click here, go to Harry Potter, click here. Huh. So I yeah. like that you can get to Harry Potter through bestieasianbeauties.com. <laughs> that makes me happy. Don't all of you try it at once. <laughs> also, if you do, we won't judge you. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that's how you discovered Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, so how did you find out about the Harry Potter books? Um... <laughs> well, I was trying to find... <laughs> Let's just not go there. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this episode, Sam fights a serial killer created by the trickster that very much resembles Jason Voorhees. Yes. Did I say that right? In 2009, um, Jared would take on Jason Voorhees in the remake of Friday the 13th. Which is one we should totally watch. It's I haven't a seen good that one. one yet. You have me watch My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything that jared has been in that's pretty good he's the main character yeah it's like him and this girl who is his sister who gets like taken by jason Voorhees or something and he like is going to try and find his sister so it's like half on him half on the girl yeah and the girl is from the show the mentalist so and she's beautiful Uh, i haven't seen that yeah 
Yeah, that's a good show, too. All these shows, you're like, I know this person from this person. I was like, I have no idea. Okay, Eureka is one that you should watch. I I own a lot of it. I will one day own all of it. But it's such a, like, it's kind of the same, like, level of heaviness as the show Chuck. So how it's kind of, it's kind of feel good. It's kind of family friendly. Yeah. And it's about this little town in, I think, northern, or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest called Eureka that's populated entirely by scientists. Um, and they all work for, of course, I can't remember the name of the corporation, but it's like they're like contracted through the Department of Defense to make things and, and <laughs> things. things. And this guy is um, he's a sheriff and he accidentally like stumbles into this town with his daughter <laughs> and he's not supposed to know about this town. So they decide to make him the sheriff of the town. And it's just like all these crazy like sciencey things <laughs> going wrong and him having to fix it with his like not intelligent mind yeah and it's hilarious and it makes me cry so much and they always have (laughs) these really amazing christmas episodes where like there's honest to god santa in them and sometimes they get turned into cartoons because of science and it's just so good because of science (laughs) yeah (laughs) you would love the show i promise there's there's we gotta add that to the list there's a list i'm telling you yep (laughs) anyway (laughs) jason (laughs) Forkin. So our next interesting fact is that the purple nurple is an actual drink containing one ounce of coconut rum, one ounce of triple sec, a half an ounce of blue Caraco liquor, and two ounces of cranberry juice. I don't think I've ever had one. I haven't either. We should totally have that next time we hang out. I don't love coconut, though. Like, I really don't. Oh, coconut, yeah. Like, I mean, I could try it. It might not be too bad. Well, let's research. Maybe there's a way to make a purple nurple without coconut. I mean, I'm sure you could probably put, so what else? So triple sec, blue Caraco, I don't know what that tastes like, and then cranberry juice. So if you did something like fruity, that, because mm-hmm. coconut rum is just clear. Yeah. So if you did some sort of other clear What about rum, that other rum that you like, that like? The Parrot Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'll still be purple. <laughs> yeah, it would still end up purple. <laughs> just like some variety of like mango or yeah. pineapple or strawberry or whatever. We you should know? do that. Maybe we should do that the next time you come over. We should. Yeah. Do you have those things? No, I don't have those things. <laughs> Do you have, have some of those, of those things? I don't have any of those things. <laughs> You're right. That's a lot of money for just a couple shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could do them. Like, we'll do them some point. At some point. So, yeah. Okay. So, when Sam and Dean are talking with the trickster for the first time in the professor's office, there's a piece of art on the wall of a traditional Native American Haida raven. The raven is a trickster trickster in Hada lore i can't i keep saying trickster <laughs> i kept saying tricker <laughs> trickter there we go trickter trickster 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 <laughs> this is too difficult i know <laughs> um, sorry folks that's <laughs> fine so okay the show was actually advertised in the weekly world news by an interview with dean and sam in two issues of the paper, World Weekly News is a tabloid paper best known for its stories involving alien abdu- abductions, strange mutations, and Elvis sightings. <laughs> so I looked it up because I wanted to know if that was actually, I mean, I know that was actually a real tabloid, but yeah. I didn't know if there was really some issues that had interviews with Sam and Dean in it. And yeah. there are. And you can get them on eBay for $300. <laughs> yeah. I was like that. For a piece of paper that may or may not get, you know, like, destroyed somehow. Or a tabloid magazine. That is bonkers. (laughs) No, thanks. That does not sound like a good idea to me. I mean, if you were going to, like, put it in a binder somewhere and, like, save it. Like, I have my Supernatural, but, like, it's it's called a hunter's journal. It's just a binder that has, like, some sheet protectors in there and, like, some other, like, random. I don't, I think it's meant to, like, write in somehow but it's got like different pages it's like it looks like basically the inside of john's book so oh yeah it has like little like st- i mean it doesn't have sticky notes or anything in it it's just like a photocopy of like what a page would look like with like sticky notes and all that sort of stuff and then like space in the middle for you to write mm-hmm. if you want to but like i can't bring myself to write in it yeah like i get it and also that'd be one that'd be super cool if i had like <laughs> three thousand of those pages <laughs> To write all my notes in for this. Yeah. But that's not a thing. Right. <laughs> notebook after notebook. We're just going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then keep them all together somehow. But so um, our research for this week is on Anansi, which so it's one of the trickster gods 
that uh, Bobby is talking about when he's explaining to the boys what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, so this is from MythEncyclopedia.com, cool. which is kind of like I feel like we should use this more often. Yeah. Because it's got like from what it looks like, it's like A to Z, and you can just type in whatever you know, like Zeus or yeah. you know, like that is cool, a Bigfoot or whatever, and see like the legend behind it kind of Mm -hmm. um like whoever came up with this is is pretty interesting idea um so this one anansi the spider is one of the most popular animal tricksters from west african mythology tricksters are mischievous creatures who often oppose the will of the gods resulting in some kind of misfortune for the humans (laughs) little buggers Mm -hmm. like many trickster figures the will the wily anansi can change his appearance to look like a human rabbit a fox or other animals um, and in a lot of sites, when I was looking him up, it w- sounded like the most common version of him is a spider. Ugh. Which okay. just is disgusting. Right. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> just wait for my idiot moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, West Africans originally considered Anansi to be the creator of the world. He often acted as a go-between for humans in their dealings with the sky god Niami. Hmm. I don't know if I said that right. And he supposedly persuaded Naomi to give both rain and the night to people. In most stories, however, Anansi is is crafty and cunning, is a crafty and cunning twixter, apparently. Twixter. Twixter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you wascally wabbit. (laughs) You wascally wabbit. (laughs) Okay, do you watch Big Bang Theory? Yeah. So, what's his face? Um... Uh, Barry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barry Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, it cracks me up. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, Anansi is a crafty and cunning trickster who <laughs> makes life more enjoyable for himself or more difficult for others by fooling humans, other animals, and even the gods themselves, often using his cleverness and knowledge of his victims' ways of thinking to trick them and achieve his purpose. Mm-hmm. In one well-known tale, Anansi asks God for an ear of corn and promises to repay with 100 servants. He takes the corn to a village and tells the people that it's sacred. During the night, Anansi feeds corn feeds the corn to the chickens. The next morning, he accuses the villagers of stealing the corn and they give him a bushel of it to make up for the lost ear. Anansi next meets a man on the road and exchanges the corn for a chicken. He visits another village and tells the people that the chicken is sacred. That night, he kills the chicken, and the next morning, the frightened villagers give him ten sheep to replace it. Anansi later exchanges the sheep for a corpse, which he takes to a third village, (laughs) and then tells the people that it is the sleeping son of God. When the villagers cannot wake up the corpse the next morning, Anansi says they have killed God's son. The terrified villagers offer him 100 of their finest young men, and Anansi takes them to God to fulfill his part of the bargain. So, like, one thing after another, like, this is what I'm going to do to get what I, like... yeah. A little manipulative, yeah. <laughs> if you ask me. That's a lot of effort just to get a corpse. I know. Well, a hundred of them, though. That's true. So, you yeah. know, still. Wow. But, ugh, no. So, there are many other tales about Anansi. Some of them were brought to the were brought to the West Indies, South America, and North America by African slaves in earlier centuries. In some parts of North America, Anansi became known as Aunt Nancy or Miss Nancy in African American folklore folklore huh. so yeah he uh he's quite quite the little twixter <laughs> twixter <laughs> quite the little twixter oh my uh, english not so good today that's okay <laughs> it's fine that's okay but at any rate um so what is your idiot or aspect moment from this week okay well mine was a couple weeks ago for how i guess more like a month ago from halloween um (laughs) we took killian trick-or-treating in our neighborhood and this one house had um taken like black plastic bags like garbage bags and kind of like shredded them up and hung them around their porch Mm -hmm. so you couldn't really like see See the the front door yeah so we're like, okay, there's some scary shit going on in there. So <laughs> somebody's gonna jump out. <laughs> yeah, something. So Killian and I go up because Eric is like hanging back, mm-hmm. and um, we go up, and next to the door is a giant, fake, clearly fake decoration spider. Yeah, and it's some sort of, some sort of moving 
decoration because mm-hmm. its eyes are glowing at me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Oh, I've seen those in the and spirit stores. And it is huge. Stores. It, is, yeah. it is bigger than a basketball. Yeah, they're like this big. Yeah, it yeah. was huge. And I went up and I was like, okay, I'm like trying not to stand next to it. I'm like, Killian, ring the doorbell, ring the doorbell. And the spider hisses and then jumps. Yeah. <laughs> and I screamed <laughs> so loudly. The people waiting behind the door, though, were probably just like doing that all night. Like, hee yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, they they came came to the door Killian didn't ring the doorbell <laughs> and they were like we knew you were here because of your scream it's <laughs> just like oh my god you jerks I know and Killian was just like so confused about what was going on because like what I happened? I straight up screamed like loudly and longly <laughs> <It works>. whatever <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I've definitely seen those in the spirit stores before, like wandering around, like looking at either costumes or costume ideas or, you know, whatever that sort of stuff. And like, you know how in the middle of the stores, they usually set up like the display of like all the different moving things or, you know, that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. And the spider is always, it's like just sitting there. Yeah. And then you walk by it and it goes, and it yeah. like jumps out at you. And, nope. uh, it, I hated that store when I was a kid. Oh, I Because all the different things, like you'd walk by and it would like, you know, jump at you or something or you'd actually step on the thing. Yeah, and, yeah, or they'd have real people in costumes acting like mannequins. They always got me. I never saw that. Oh, they used to have a Halloween store in they the probably mall. probably got punched too often. <laughs> oh, right? For real. There was, I remember in the mall when I was like in junior high, there was a Halloween store and they had a bunch of mannequins outside the entrance to it <laughs> and and some of them weren't mannequins but they'd no. act like mannequins until you're walking the store and then they'd come and grab you they literally grab you no nope, that's not okay Ugh. somebody would get knocked down yeah or i used to know. scream just like with the jumping spider <laughs> <laughs> yeah i screamed so like it was a genuine scream of terror i mean yeah <laughs> so anyways what was your idiot or aspect moment so my, I don't know if it's an idiot or an, it's an ass butt moment more. So I, you know, I have to go and get the paperwork or had to do the paperwork for name changing and all that sort of stuff, which, oh my gosh, it took so long. This, the SSA office was like, so pat. I mean, there's like maybe 12 chairs in there and mm-hmm. there's literally people like standing against the walls sitting against the walls I mean it's like standing room only in there yeah I waited for like close to three hours oh my god to get in there and they've got like the different windows or whatever and so each different window has like a different purpose you yeah know? so it's like if you're doing name changes you go to this window if you're mm-hmm. doing you know whatever and so you get like a ticket like at the DMV or whatever right and um they call your number, you go up. But if you're, like, in the bathroom or something and mm-hmm. you miss it, you have to take another number, you know? Like, that's oh just, God. like, there's no, like, I was this number. They like, sorry, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, oh. So I was just, like, literally standing against a wall for close to three hours. That is crazy, It was dude. just, oh. Like, what idiot decided that 12 chairs... <laughs> was enough Mm -hmm. you know like also it's a tiny office to begin with so it's like okay i get it you can't really put many more chairs there which one did you go to um like one in is it olympia technically oh i don't know i don't know if it's olympia or tumwater i think it might be tumwater i've I've been to the one in downtown kent and that was a lot bigger yeah they had maybe like 50 chairs yeah but it was still totally packed yeah, it's, it was ridiculous. I guess, um, supposedly, there's some, like, the far, like, Aberdeen or whatever. If you wanted to, like, drive out to Aberdeen, you can go and, and like, walk in and you'd have a 20-minute wait. But who wants to drive all the way out there, right. you know? Yeah, like, totally. No, thanks. So, that was a thing. But, and then I had to go to the DMV to get it, or mm-hmm. get my license changed and all that sort of stuff. And, like, it took, like, 10 minutes. That's amazing. Like, uh, not even... Well, okay, so the actual, like, going up and saying, like, hey, this is what I want to change this to and this to and this to or whatever took about 10 minutes or so, including taking my picture, you know, but, like, the wait was probably, like, three minutes, you know, so I, like, walked in, took a number, I sat down, was there for, like, you know, a couple little scrolls through Facebook, and then they called my number, and I was like, why (laughs) couldn't this have not happened? (laughs) That's amazing, though. At the SSA office. Right. But, yeah. So that was my 
my idiot moment was not enough chairs for a very long period of time. I got my name changed, so I went through the whole social security Mm -hmm. thing when I was pregnant. I was like six months pregnant. At least people would probably like give you a chair. Well, I was just stuck with a bunch of like coughing kids. It was like whole families in there. Mm -hmm. And I was really just like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. So I I went over like where the bathrooms was. It was all in one room. Mm -hmm. There was like the security guards there Mm -hmm. and there was a couple chairs by them like off in the corner. It looked kind of like it was like it was the same room, but it was kind of like a cubby hole. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is it okay if I just hang out here till my number is called? And they just like stared at my belly in horror. (laughs) And they were like, that's that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I was like, okay. And then one of them kept started asking me about what I thought about like gun violence and like what? school shootings and stuff. Like, and I'm like, on. you are not making me feel calm right now. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I have to sit here in line and now you're giving me anxiety. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, I mean, it worked. It was totally fine. They were very pleasant dudes and they just were like, trying to talk to me and you know not be bored but it was like do we need to talk about gun control right now (laughs) what happened yeah Yeah. (laughs) how did we get to this point talk about literally anything else so (laughs) i waited for probably an hour that first time and um i get up there and i only had my temporary license so they wouldn't do it oh you have to have your permanent one no i was like i would have loved to know this information see like before when i got so you have to have your marriage certificate mm-hmm. and you have to fill out a form, which unless you look up online, like the steps that you have to do, like mm-hmm. you don't know. And so when you get there, there's people that just like take a number and then they don't have the form. So they have to get the form and then fill it out at the counter or whatever as they're oh, standing yeah. there. So it takes even longer. Mm-hmm. And so at least the security guard was pretty awesome, though. He, it was kind of funny because people would come in and he'd like, OK, you know, go over there or whatever. And there's like the screen didn't really work for the touch screen. And so he's like, use my fancy stylus. And he like hands people a pencil and so you're like using the eraser end to poke yeah. at the screen and it's just like okay Aww. but he he kept people entertained so that was kind of nice that's cool yeah so yeah so so then I had to go back mm-hmm. because like I didn't you know d- get done what I needed to get done because yeah. I just have my temporary license so I had to go through the whole thing all over again did you make an appointment no because you can do that apparently, I which I didn't know, know about. So uh, when I got there, people had like made appointments and showed up like a, f- a little bit before their appointment, and then they just pretty much like they might have to wait fifteen minutes and then go to their appointment. I just don't remember that being an option when I did it. Well, I looked it up online, and it never said anything about appointments. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like yeah. I should have made an appointment. Right? For this. Yeah, I just <laughs> don't remember that being something that you could do. Yeah, maybe it's newer. Maybe I don't know. Because this was yeah. like four years ago. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, it was oh, well. it was interesting. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail The word and is spelled out, or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.